Welcome to Uncultural Bias Podcast. My name is Kamar Williams. I'm your host. On our show, we say that culture is just a matter of perspective and opinion. After all, culture is just another way to say discovered. We are uncultured, we are biased, and we are black. Now, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for supporting. If you're just tuning in for the first time, I just ask you to continue to subscribe to our podcast, both on Apple and Spotify. And of course, you can visit my website on kamarawilliams.com. It's where I have an active blog that oftentimes will provide filler for that week's episode. And sometimes covers topics that I didn't even get to mention. Um you know, or expand upon. It's also a great space for people to leave comments uh, for, you know, future episodes or whatnot. You just be, you know, in constant contact with me and have an organic experience. This podcast is actually sponsored by Compass Tax. Uh, it's located in Tallahassee, but if you are looking for your tax professionals, tax season's coming upon us, uh, please check them out. Um, they are a my tax attorney, uh, especially nowadays, you know, you got to be very careful about everything that's going on as your taxes. You want to be like Wesley Snipes out here or like Trump. Um, so, you know, check out Compass Tax. You know, they're located in Tallahassee, Florida. And uh, make sure that you, you know, mention that you got it from uh, Kamara Williams, uh, that you're, uh, you know, referred. And maybe they'll help you out. I don't know. Hopefully. That'll be dope. So contact Compass Tax and uh, do all that. Also, shout out to these uh, people who are spon- who are not sponsoring, who are supporting the show. Uh, this week's uh, favorite listener is James Smith. He actually has been really an active follower and commentator and sharing. So I want to shout out uh, James Smith on this and Lyndon Carter. Uh, Lyndon is uh, another attorney who um, constantly texts me and tells me great feedback. So I appreciate all that um, just on the subscribers and the uh, followers. I'm asking everybody to continue to uh, share it with your friends because as we say on the show, sharing is caring. Uh, Now, if you're on Apple, please uh, give us a rating, a five-star rating if you're so inclined and leave a comment. Uh, That's how we not only help with the algorithm, but it also helps us with um, just, you know, getting continuing engagement on that platform and uh, just making sure that we're uh, current. So with that being said, today's podcast, we're going to be talking about corporation and entertainment. You're like, what does that even mean, Kamar? Well, you'll figure it out in a moment, but I'm going to bring on my good friend from law school, Aziza. Are you here? Are you there? I am here. How are you? Yo, what up? What up, Z? I, now I call, what up, you know. I call um, Aziza Z, and it's, you're not even you're not you're not Bowser. Cause, well, you're you're engaged. I'm engaged, right? We were supposed to be married um, last year, but then COVID hit, and we were no longer allowed to get married in the country in which we were trying to get married in because we couldn't go. Yeah. So we are just waiting to ride this out to do the wedding. <laughs> Well, first of all, you're the first first time on the show. So what I like to do with people first time on the show, I do give them a round of applause for showing up. This it's a bit corny, but I, that's uh, rite of passage. So we're at, that's I love there. it. Yeah, um, I you know what I I I, I didn't tell you this, <laughs> but oh, my, no. my favorite Aziza memory. I've, actually, I've told you this before when I was I saw you a couple years ago. Um, we were in law school. And you were dating this guy. And <laughs> I said, you were, ma- you were like managing him. Yeah. And I said to you, and you were promoting his show. And I said, yeah, Z, you're like a really, 
great girlfriend? And you said, no, I'm, I'm a better business manager. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and obviously it was true because we are clearly not together. And I, I feel like we broke up very soon after that. Um, but yeah. no, and that was part of the, I think part of the problem is that I, I am a better, I was a better business person than I was a girlfriend. So, <laughs> But I thought that was so apropos because like, what, like 12, 13 years later, here you are as the as the assistant general counsel for Viacom? Well, no, no, I'm not an assistant general counsel. We have the, the, the law department is ginormous, and uh, I know ginormous isn't even a good word to use there. So it, it, it's hard. So I, I work in the production risk team, um, and so you have, like, uh, it, it, let's start with the, the, the construct of how corporations are, and especially entertainment. You have, like, your parent, your parent company, which is like, you know, Viacom, CBS, Inc., right. um, where, you know, you have like your general counsel for the whole entire company. Okay. And then you have like your, um, all your different general counsels for each, you know, different group and channel and department and company because it's, you know, it's a, it's a huge corporation. Right. So there's like probably, I think our legal department worldwide might be like, five, six hundred lawyers or so. Like it's 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 very big. There's a lot of lawyers and there's a lot of lawyers where everybody there's a there's a, a legal department for every possible thing you can think of under the sun. Right. Um and they all work together. So it's like it's you know, one thing I've always said my entire my entire career at Viacom is like I wish I could just get an org chart. <laughs> Because you just never know where people like sit because it's so many lawyers. But it's a it's a great place. It's a wonderful company to work for. I love being there. I'll be there Come July, ten years. Jeez. Yeah, that's great. So shout out to that. Yeah, that so, there's an applause. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. So, yeah, ten years. Now, I, I mean, sometimes I, and I'm like, wow, like this is be at a company like this. And then number two, I never thought that I would be there for this long and actually enjoy and love what I do on a daily basis. So. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. That's dope. And, you know, we'll get into like this, you know, being um, a black woman in that industry. But uh, for those who, first of all, explain to them who Viacom is, right? Because some may be like, I don't know what Viacom is. I- yeah. So, yeah. So, so Vi- and a lot of people don't actually. Um, so Viacom CBS is the uh, parent company um, for... Uh, gosh, what do we call it now? Viacom Media Network, CBS Network. Um, so basically, it's the umbrella for the majority of channels you see on television. So you have like MTV, VH1, Logo, Comedy Central, BET, CBS, um, Smithsonian Channel, um, Pluto TV, Paramount Pictures. So Viacom is the parent company. Um, and then there's, I, I'm sure there's a ton of channels that I'm not even thinking about. Um, so, you know, I always tell people when I talk to people, especially young people, when they're like, oh, I really want to work at like, they're like, oh, I want to work in a team and I want to work at like VH1. And I'm like, you don't just work at VH1. Like you work for the network. And so then you cover right. everything, yeah. you know, you have, depending on the group. So like my my group, I cover like my, me, myself, Aziza covers like MTV, VH1, Logo, Comedy Central all the tentpoles and stuff. So it's like 
and the tent poles are like your big events, like your VMAs, your movie awards, like that kind of stuff. So it's like you're not a channel employee. You're like you basically you work for the network. So it's a network of of, of channels. So you know, just corporations 101. You know, if there's a channel or an entertainment or if there's something that a, a brand that you like, see who owns that brand and see how that corporation kind of is structured because. You know, if if you go online and you try and find a job at MTV, you're not going to find a job at MTV. You got to go find a job at Viacom mm-hmm. and then see if you can get on like the in the MTV group, maybe, or in the entertainment group. So it, 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 it's interesting because, you know, you want to work in entertainment, but then you also have to have that business sense. You also have that business mind and also understand corporations and stuff. And then also realize that, you know, it's a publicly traded company. It's a very, very big company. Like it's, you know, I want to say, and don't, I can't say don't quote me on this because this is recorded, but like, I feel <laughs> like we're, <laughs> I know, but I feel like Viacom might be like one of the, maybe the top, the biggest uh, entertainment corporation in the world. I, I, like, I say I that. Like, I feel like that's true. I, if, if, yeah. If it's only, I mean, again, I don't know, but I, I feel like the only other rival would be Disney, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but I honestly don't know, but I feel like we are. So I'm going to just go with that. But, yeah. you know, we can fact check that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to fact check it. We're going to go with it. Viacom's the biggest. Okay. <laughs> until the, We're going to go take that. Yeah. Right. Until I get a Disney um, person on here, I'd be like, you know, I always felt like Disney was the greatest company. and <laughs> But right now, Viacom's the greatest company. So, um, yeah, totally. So, but I, I, I will say that, man, I Viacom from, again, just from my own uneducated view, uh, they pretty much dominate uh, maybe 60%, to your point, 60% or 70% of the TV market with all the different shows. Um, yeah. CBS, is, CBS National is such a large corporation, um, and it's just, just multinational network. So uh, at least a, a domestic. I don't know international what that looks like, but domestically there's so much um, shows that they're in charge of. I often say about Z, and I think I've told you this, maybe I haven't, I'm gonna tell you this now because we're on wax. Um, when I, bra- I first of all, I brag about you all the time. I do. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do. So you know, I brag about you know when you have like big time friends. You're like, oh man, you know my friend Ziza. Da, da, da. So I, I say that when it comes to like entertainment, um, like business, I would say chances are my friend Ziza is like fingerprints are on that. Um, that's what I say. That may not be true, but I'm gonna ride with it. That's how I feel. About no, it. but it usually it usually is. <laughs> yeah, I, it, no humble brag, right? It usually is. Yeah, <laughs> it usually is. Um, and 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 just in the in the sense of you know, the one thing I I will say is without going into too much detail about the day to day of stuff, but like you know, one of the things that I'm I, I find to be more that I've gotten used to being proud of because for a long time it was kind of like you know. You know, you don't really know you're successful because you think you're not because you're working so hard. But, you know, you sit outside sometimes and have to try and look inside of some your life and be like, oh, you know what? You're actually doing pretty OK. And it was me. I was watching TV one day and I literally was just kind of had it on the background. And every show that came on for about six hours straight was one of my shows that I've worked on. And I was like, wow, you really do like a lot of stuff. Yeah, you, you really are a boss. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I see it number one, and that's why I brag about you. I don't brag about a lot of my friends because some of them ain't shit. But 
<laughs> but, <laughs> not nice. <laughs> but you are definitely one of the friends I like to brag about. Um, and for me, it's fascinating for you being a black woman. If you're not clear, uh, everybody, she's a black woman. Um, so yes, I am a black. I very much am a black woman. Absolutely. Oh, one hundred percent. And she's not fake black woman. She's like right. Like, she like she black black woman. Like she. <laughs> whatever that means, right? <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> whatever that means. But uh, Ziza is woke. Whatever you want to associate. Um, how did you get up there to Viacom? I don't know. I don't know if I ever asked you that question. Like, how the hell did you? End- you know, it was such a. It was. It was honestly one of the. It, it was such a weird situation. So you know when I. I after, you know, graduation and stuff. And then I was, you know, in Orlando, um, you know, running like this little, running our little label and trying to, you know, get stuff off the ground and do all this stuff. And that's a whole other podcast that we could talk about how that fell apart and the lessons <laughs> I learned in that. Uh, we, we can still talk about this one. Highlight. I don't care. We can no, we, no, we won't. No, no, no. We're staying on course. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I, I'm originally from Brooklyn. My family's here. Um, well, most of them are here. Um, yeah. And so I came back up, you know, to New York and was just, you know, grinding, like honestly grinding and like just, you know, trying to, you know, get my foot in the door anywhere and using the contacts that I, you know, that I kind of cultivated um, during my musical days or whatever, just to be able to like, you know, get my foot in the door. And I was like really grinding, like at the point where it was like, I was on like, um, I would meet with somebody, get like the end of their email address and then like, but like Google who was the whatever at whatever company. And then, you know, you put two and two together and you get four. It's like, you know, oh, this, uh, it's either, you know, it's either going to be first name dot last name at whatever company, or it's going to be first initial dot last name at whatever company. And just started emailing folks. Right. And started setting up coffees and lunches and that kind of thing. And I, I that's how I got to, like, really meet a lot of the movers and shakers in New York. Because people were like, wow, like, you know, it's a bold thing. Because it, it, it's bold when you cold, cold email folks. Cause either they're going to think you're crazy or somebody's going to be like, yo, you know. She, she about it. This person's really trying to, like, make, make some moves. Right. And so I was, like, having lunches and coffees and all kind of stuff with all kind of people. And I started being able to network my way around kind of the industry. Um, and then, so then I was at Yamaha Artist Services, um, which is, you know, like, the instruments and stuff. And we were doing a lot of, like, I worked in the sponsorship department. So we were, like, sponsor, like, where you're, like, dealing with, like, musical artists and, like, you know, their sponsorship for, like, their whatever you know what i mean like their 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 piano their guitar or like um you know chamber music and that kind of thing and so i was working with a lot of the yamaha um artists that are sponsored with with yamaha and then ended up over at like mtv for something just to like go over there and um ended up meeting somebody you know meeting my boss in the elevator and then um we exchanged information because as you know me all i do is talk to people all the time no matter what um and then, you know, I put in an application or did I even put in an application? I can't even really remember. It was so long ago. But I know I got a call from Viacom uh, about two weeks after that. And I came in for an interview. And mind you, I knew nothing about television. I knew nothing about, like, you know, how television was made, you know, because I was really coming from the music side and coming from, like, 
you know, rights and clearances and getting like music on, getting music on TV or getting music out there or like, you know, that kind of thing, but not necessarily that how, how content is created and what goes into it. Um, but my, my boss at the time, um, we just clicked and I really wanted to learn from her and she, you know, thankfully gave me a chance and that's, that's where it started and that's where it's been. And I've just been moving, you know, through the company and working my butt off and like, you know, working my way up. And, you know, now I, I humbly, I say I'm an expert in my field, but I am an expert in my field. There are, there well, talk are, your there, shit. talk your shit. No, but, Z. But I, you know, cause I don't like to, cause it's, you know, it's, it's Cause I'm, it's still me where I'm still like, there's so much I don't know. There's so no, much I you, need to learn. And then yeah. it changes every single day. But at the same time, there really are very few things that I have not seen and have not dealt with. So, you know, it, it's been, it's been one roller coaster of a ride and very emotional. When I tell you that there are some extreme highs and some really horrible lows, but like, you know, I, I've definitely become like a go-to for a lot of things that happen, um, especially in the reality TV realm about like when, when stuff happens and stuff. Um, so it's been an awesome, awesome experience, but that's how I got to Viacom. And then, you know, I'm also going to throw this out too. So, you know, when I first got back up to New York, like I was working like two jobs. I was working in the evening at a uh, therapy wine bar in Brooklyn, which was like my like go-to place. I love that place. Set up therapy wine bar. Um, and I was working there like every night until like two or three o'clock in the morning would get up, go to work at nine, leave work, you know, work until whatever I can, like four or five and then go back to the wine bar. Like I was really on a grind. I was yeah. sleeping on my sister's couch. Like I didn't have anywhere to live. I mean, I had somewhere to live with that family, but like, right. it was like a grind to like, it, it, it wasn't like some shiny, like you just rolled up to New York and you rolled up to Viacom and all of a sudden now you're like on top of the world. And I think people don't understand like how competitive the industry is. And then they also don't understand how hard you have to work. And there, I don't know anybody who, especially people of color, especially black women who have made it in this industry or are making in this industry and didn't like really, really grind. And I mean like grind. Yeah. So it's interesting because you oh, there's so much so much great stuff in there, and you talked about, you know, first of all, I want to say this. One thing I've learned in life is you have to own your superpower, right? Because if you don't, not a lot of people are going to do it for you. They're they're not going to they're going to discount you or be like, oh, he 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 or she is okay. So I tell people all the time, man, like you got to own the superpower. And yes, you might still be learning every day. But you've earned the right to talk that shit and to and and to be honored for who you are and what you've done because you've done some amazing things. Um, and I didn't. I'm telling. I'm talking to you as I'm talking to myself because I know for no. Because I'm, I'm telling you. No, yo, no. It's it's real. It's yeah. very real. And, some, yeah. and you need to hear that sometimes. I, and I say this like I have a pep talk with myself yeah. at least two or three times a day where I am like. You know, my, my, my fiance, you know, I, I love him to death. You know, we're all in this COVID thing and we're both working from home. Shout out to Jason. Very insane. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Jason. And I sometimes think that he thinks that I'm like crazy because I will literally be having conversations with myself. Yeah. And it's just me pumping myself up to be like, girl, you got it. You, you're good. You're good. You got this. Why are you so concerned about this? You know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> but that you have to do that. 
Absolutely. And so, I mean, it's real because you know what do they have this the, the imposter syndrome thing, and yeah. um, that's been a new thing where in the last couple of years we've seen walking away from that imposter syndrome. And what I've have found is that that is really prevalent, especially within young black professionals, right? We feel like we are not enough um, because we yeah. have this idea of what this what enough quote unquote is, and. I started, you know, when it really hit me, Gozi, it was in this last election and um, personally, and I just, I finally walked into a place where I was like, fuck that. I know, I know more than than a lot of these motherfuckers. Like I, like you, like people who get literally get paid for this shit, like politically, you listen to them and like, you don't, I don't know what the fuck you talking about. Like I, (laughs) I, like, you know what I mean? Like I know, I know my shit. So now I tell people, I don't give a fuck. I'll be like, yo, I know. I'm not wrong when it comes to politics until until that day comes and you can tell me I'm wrong, you know, but right. until that day comes and I'll own it. But I haven't been wrong. And so because I know my shit. And so it's like owning your superpower and knowing that you are blessed and you but you've earned that right because you've worked and you've paid attention. and You've been intentional 10 years in the business where you've pushed the boulder up the hill and you've told people it was not an easy task. You've pushed Ooh, that boulder no. up the hill and you've earned that place. So I'm going to give you your roses and I'm going to keep celebrating you. And I'm going to, you know, keep telling people who you are and what you're, what you're about. So yes, I'm, I am proud of you. Now you mentioned. Well, I appreciate that. I you know, I just want you to know that anytime there's any kind of political something on television, I automatically go to your, <laughs> uh, to your Facebook to read commentary automatically. <laughs> Shout out. I love that. I love that. But yes. uh, listen, you know, um, you you said about black women. First of all, the woman who gave you the, your boss, she, she, she is she black woman or is she? She is not. Yeah, she is not. Okay, and so yeah. I think that's that's great because what that shows is that we also, when we're doing this, we need those who see something in allies and us. There are allies who are not from our background, but they can see that we have what it takes to be successful. And I have people like that in my life um, mm-hmm. who've done that. Um, in a professional realm who give me shots that I probably didn't deserve, you know, based off of mm-hmm. credentials, but they still designed it otherwise to, to push me and make and get me out of my comfort zone. And so I think that's wonderful. Um, you, you mentioned about being a, a black woman in that industry. Um, how is it like working as a black woman in a, and I'm assuming in a white male driven industry, is it still white male driven? I'm assuming that. I mean, as a as a whole, it is. But um, I mean, like I, I, on the like outside of, I'm, I'm not even talking about black. I'm, not, I'm just saying in, the entertainment industry as a whole is still very, very white man, very white male. I mean, I think that there have been some really good strides to make things better. Right. Um, but you know, change is, change doesn't happen overnight. But I mean, and you know, and I guess I should say, of course, you know. Before I forget, like I, you know, I'm not speaking on behalf of my company or anything no, like yes. that. But it's, I will say, is, is he, yeah, let's, but, let's but clear I, that out. Let's clear that out. Yeah, is not I'm not speaking on behalf, behalf of, of my Viacom. company at all. Yes, right. Um, but I, I will say this is that the one thing that I have seen, as far as like my my immediate space, is a lot of push to change, mm. and um. You know, that's really, and you know, I, and I have to shout out to all the young, you know, black kids, 
that were been out here like really in these streets marching and and also the white kids to do it too because that can't be easy when you're a white person and somebody's talking about black lives matter and you're like i'm not black but i'm gonna be out here with you anyway i, I always think people discount that you know what i mean and you know it it really with the social justice that happened this year really opened the eyes of people in the industry in general so there have been a lot of pushes I've seen, you know, from my company, from other companies, like, that really are, like, trying to make sure that they're having those hard conversations with themselves. Like, we say we're diverse, but are we really? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like when you have 10,000 people and you're like, oh, you walk in a building and you see a lot of people of color, but you're like, no, but your company has 10,000 people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's- And it's like. There's that thing, it right? Hard. Right. So there's a thing of you know when they say, um, yeah, we're a diverse company, and we they can point to the diversity in the numbers, but leadership is not diverse. Right. You oh know? no. Yeah. 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 Oh, not at all. I yeah. think I think the higher the more the more levels you go up, and this is at any company, yeah. the yeah. diversity dwindles very quickly. So like you know, I think at most corporations in general, like you're the diversity is usually, and I'm not, I don't work, I have no idea in real life because I don't work in diversity or anything, but yeah. I, just from, you know, looking at the industry in general, it feels like your diversity is at the lower end or lower, you know, at the, the, the assistant coordinator level. And then as you get up, senior coordinator, manager, senior manager, director, whatever, like it dwindles very quickly uh, for people of color and especially women of color and then even worse is black men like yeah, i i no. can't tell you yeah. you know i and i mean don't get me wrong i love my black women i mean we i am here to support and i'm this. always trying going. to push yeah but i'm just saying i'm always trying to push them and stuff but it's like i the amount of black men that i work with is not even remotely close to the amount of black women that I've worked with. It's true. There are not a lot of black men. And that's, that's something that is really scary. Like when you start looking at senior leadership and, or just leadership at these companies. And I'm like, I see these black women doing our thing, but I'm like, where are the men? Where are the men? No, you know what? That is actually a real statement. I I see it on a lot of levels. Like I see it just what they're in teaching. I definitely see it in the legal field. I I see you, you see it in politics and it's something that is so palatable. Like, I, you know, of course, you know, I always say my, my world is revolved around black women. My best friend's a black woman. My, obviously, my, my wife's a black woman. My children are black women. So my law partner's a black woman. All my close, my close circle is filled with black women. And um, so I, I promote it. I promote them. And I'm for it. But there is a large uh, space when it, or gap when it comes to black men and black women in leadership or in just doing major shit. And I, and I have this theory and that probably can go in another direction this podcast or maybe another podcast, but I feel like this, that's a real problem. That's a real yeah. big problem. And I, I, I don't, I, it's, I, when I, you say you're scared, I, it's scary for me because I look around and I feel alone sometimes. I, yeah. I feel alone. Like, I feel like, I feel like weird, like weirdly by myself you know, in certain, certain spaces. Um, yeah, no. And, and that's the thing. I mean, just, you know, Ooh, I mean, it's, it's tough. Cause I, I, I will, I will like, I, I, I can find a black woman, yeah. you know, but I can't find a black male yeah. that 
in the, in in a scene in, in that that you and it or more than one. Like I like you know out of the of the lot of, of the a lot of people that I work with in the industry, like I, there are black men that I work with that I see and stuff. But I'm talking about that like yeah. are on my level or higher. There aren't that many, yeah. and it's like oh okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I, I'll, it's tell you, hard. I'll tell you a story. Like I was um, first got out of law school and I was looking for this firm, you know, shall me remain nameless, big firm in Florida. And, you know, they talked about how diverse they were. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I went onto their <laughs> website and I looked at like, they had like a hundred something attorneys. And um, they were like, and they said, oh yeah, we're 50% diverse. Oh, this sounds like an incredible firm. So I looked at the attorneys. Number one, it would have fifty percent were white men, fifty percent the other fifty um, percent were white women, and then there were probably like three black women. Mm-hmm. No black men in that firm. Mm-hmm. None. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, "That's crazy." And then I started looking at other firms. It's the same thing. Like there was no black men in 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 the firms. It was so rare to find find it, and um, I can count on one hand how many black men I know that have worked in big firms. And I yeah. say that as an example of, um, you know, there's a there's something to be said about. I don't know if it's lack of recruitment. I don't know if it's lack of nurt, uh, nurt, uh, nurturing of talent. Um, again, I have a holistic theory about right. black men and. The the where we're it's partly on us and it's partly on where culture has shifted as well. Yeah. Um. As far as just the outlook on on black men. Um. I mean, I can get into it. I kind of feel like honestly, I feel like in the last ten years, twenty years, I don't know. I'm just giving an arbitrary number here that we've seen, rightfully so, black women empowerment, and that's right. That rightfully so. Yeah, it's and you know we we've seen it and it's a push and it's like and even to think of like trust black women and I think that's great. Like when you think about it, there's not a lot of black male empowerment. Like exactly, there's not exactly. you don't see it. Like you don't you don't see, see it. You don't see that conversation happening. You don't see like even um, like you know a joke the, the television show um, uh, of Black Girls Rock, right? I joked my uh, wife yeah. one one time. Are you, are you social with that show? I don't even know. Is that under your... your yeah, it's on BET. Yeah, yes, yeah, okay. I didn't know if you were... Yeah. So, but I was like, I was thinking like, I don't know if there's like a... Can a I joke with my wife one day. I was like, can a black man rock uh, a war show work? And she was like, I don't even... She's like, that sounds weird. I was like, I know. that's It's like, but I was like, why does that sound so weird? <laughs> I was like, why does that sound weird? Because when you say black women rock, that doesn't sound weird. You know, but I was like, that sounds, if I say black men rock, it was like, she was like, that would be a weird show. And I'd be like, I know, but let's peel that back. Why does that sound so weird? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, but it, but it does. You right. know, I think you're on to something. I think there needs to be an award show for black men just to appreciate the black male and to get some support because yes, black women empowerment has definitely you know, taking the forefront, which I, I think it's great and it was needed and we still have a way to go. But, you know, I, I, as we were talking, I was thinking about when we were in law school, I'm like, how many black men were in our class with us? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot. They're, right. And, and how many, how many of them are in our class? And like, how many, how many of them are actually practicing or still in the legal field? Yeah. 
Like, I, I was think, sitting here thinking about that when you were talking about it. I'm like, how many were even in our class? It wasn't a lot. And I will say, on selfish reasons, I took advantage of that by trying to holler at everyone except for Aziza. You did. You did. You so did. You so did. You so did. It was like a gold mine for y'all, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. I think I, you know what? I think, because I'm, I'm no shame. I think I might even, like, Try to hunt, and you stopped me at the goal line. You were like, uh, "Come on, no, that's not happening." I'm like, "All right, cool." I, I did because I was like, "Don't even try it, just stop." Yeah, just stop. Not, and I think, even... yeah. Then I moved on to the next, ne- the next person. And then you moved on to the next one. I was like, "See, <laughs> here you go." <laughs> But, but it was good though because that's when I, that's when I knew I was like, you know what, I fuck with him. That's my dude. That was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was funny. I, I think you even said, "Well, you know, I had to try." And yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, like, well. I had to try. You know, it's like, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was back Lawful. in my unsaved days. Yes, <laughs> it was. I am glad that your wife loves you. That's all I have to yeah, say. Yeah, for real, for real, for real. But. That's, that's why I keep telling you, I'm like, we can't lose that. Keep it together. Yeah, I gotta keep it, yeah, I gotta keep it together. Yeah, you're right. I gotta keep it tight. Gotta keep it tight over here. Um, but that, that would be interesting, though, to see, like, just, like, what that looks like and just an entire campaign of uplifting this black men because I feel like we've yeah. we've lost that. And, 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 and weirdly enough, like, I'm not making her the leader of this movement or any, at any uh, point, but I joked again with my wife about, like, Black women have had like Beyonce, right? And mm-hmm. they've had somebody like as the premier person, top entertainment person, top person. Like she's the imagery. Like she's um, the holy grail for black black women. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And I so, do. Yeah, and so like she's an empowering force. She's an indomitable force. Just not as a woman, just as a human being. And there is not an an, an equivalent, but there's not an equivalent for Beyonce. Period. This full, it stop the same. I mean, there's Denzel. There has been. He Denzel. doesn't sing. Yeah, he but doesn't. if you think about like when you're talking about an entertainer who's really gonna like you know pushes black men and pushes you know I'm I'm gonna go with Den- I, I would say Denzel's there. But you know, here's something that's interesting. And let me tell you, I love Beyonce. I love 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 Beyonce. Yeah. And one of the things that uh, my god sister actually a couple months ago had asked me like just curiously she's like why do you love Beyonce so much and don't get me wrong I think her music is cool I like her music but I love her more and the reason why is because I'm like as somebody that works in this industry I've I've seen and I know firsthand what people have to get through to get some sort of freedom of creativity Mm. and so I don't think people understand it's like now yes in her last couple albums and the last everything she's been doing she's able to actually be her full black self yeah he wasn't allowed to do that for a very long time. And he had to sit there and be quiet for a very long time yeah. to be able to, and be like, you know, palatable for the masses, you know, not masters, but like the masses, like yeah. she had to be pop, poppy so that she could get to that point where she could finally put her foot down and say, you know what? Fuck that. This is what I want to do. Yeah. And she dropped all her blackness on everybody. And she had finally took that power to get there. Yeah. And people like to be like, you know, you know, because if you think back, like back when, you know, for as long for she's been in this game for a minute and for a very long time, like she didn't really do and she she did interviews, but it was always very fake. Like her music was always very poppy. Like it yeah. was always very like, yeah. oh, you know, to the left, to the left. And it's like, oh, great. Go to the left or whatever. But it's like she's finally able and that she found she was finally able to get to that point where she can put like and she can literally say, you know what? Fuck y'all. This is me. 
this is my culture. I'm actually going to make a song that talks about I'm walking around with hot sauce in my bag. So and no, with no problem with it. So it was interesting because her she was what I call that, and just and everybody in Black America in corporate or personal whatever can relate is finally showing the world your true whole self. And I remember when exactly. when Beyonce she first started cursing on songs. People were like Beyonce's cursing. Mm-hmm. And you and be like, well, she's a grown ass. She's like at the time, she's like she's thirty four years old, thirty two years old, whatever. She's right. yeah, she of course she curses, you know. But, but it was shocking, like she's cursing on her songs. But it was like what it showed you is that how manufactured, yeah, you know how manufactured her imagery was as a you know as a uh, um, entertainer, and she finally was able to exist within her whole self and it made people uncomfortable. And I, I applaud her for that. Number one, as you do, because number one, she knew that, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sell like Taylor Swift numbers. Right. I'm right. very intentional focus here because I can continue to be pop, pop, pop. And I'm yep. not going to do, I'm not going to do a uh, Taylor Swift or um, what's the other one. Um, the big, the, uh, God, I love, I love her album. Um, anyway, she's a big. Don't know. Yeah, <laughs> big singer. Anyway, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, Ariana Grande. No, 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 no. Um, but I mean, Ariana Grande is a big one, but uh, it, 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 irrelevant. Anyway, but she she made a huge, huge, uh, a huge intentional artist uh, um, decision to say that even if I'm not selling. Adele, that's what I was thinking about. I couldn't think of her name. Oh, Adele. Adele. Okay, yeah. yeah. Even if I'm making huge an artist decision, uh, and I'm not going to be like the Adeles or the Taylor Swifts of the world as far as selling big numbers, you know, and appealing to a large swath of the, an audience, I am going. I'm going to focus on my whole self, and I'm going to be happy. And I'm going to be, and I'm going to be comfortable and freer in that. And for a lot of people. That is really a conversation we all have to have. Like, when are we going to be, when am I going to show the world my true self? You know what I mean? When am I going to be whole? And that's a hard thing for a lot of people. It's a hard thing, but then it's also, and this is, I am telling you, I'm about to keep it so 100% real with you. The hardest thing about that is that you can't, Make it in any in any industry. Honestly, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be ice cream. It doesn't matter. You can't be in any industry. You can't come out as your. You can't be your true self from jump and get somewhere, especially in corporate America. Yeah. Like yeah. if you you're you know you have to you you can't be too black. You can't be too this. You can't be too that. You can't be like it's it's it, the amount of of work that has to get done and people, the, the amount of people who have to like pat you on the back and say give you clearance to make it to that next level it takes so long to do that before you are actually able to be in a position where you can be comfortable enough to be like oh you know what now I'm going to be my true self and then even then because you're working for a corporation or a company or you have bosses or whatever you still are always at the risk of somebody being like you know what we don't like you anymore yeah yeah so it's like it's like, when, when does that happen? And of course, you know, I've, I've always been a big proponent in like, you know, people owning their own stuff, yeah. but then you can't owning your own business is I think 15 million times more difficult than yes. working in any corporation, yeah. like period. Cause yeah. I've been there. It's, yeah. it's, you know, the one thing that I love is the ability of, I know every other week my paycheck is coming in. I don't have to worry about 
how is this light bill getting paid? How is this mortgage getting paid? Like, I know the check is there. I know that I have, I know that I have insurance. Like those things that, you know, when I, that, that I, I don't take for granted now because when I was running my own business, it was like, oh my goodness, yeah. I don't feel well. Can I even go to the doctor? How much, how much is that going to cost for me to go to the doctor to get some, you know, just to get a, you know, make sure I'm okay. Facts. Yeah. So it's like, you know, being able to be your whole self it's different. It's difficult because you you can't walk into a Fortune 500 company on the first day and you come in there like I'm my whole self. This is me. Da 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 da. And now I want to be the CEO. That's not how it works. Right. And it's it's nice that we want to say that, but it's just not the truth. And so it's always like figuring out like what it what it what is your what what is your dial like how 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 much of yourself can you be so you're not offending people? How much of yourself can you be so that you are like, I'm still being strong and I'm firm in my word, but I'm, I'm not, you know, they're not going to think I'm aggressive, even though it's okay for everybody else to be aggressive, but you can't be aggressive because then you're being like, you know, the black bitch always. Yeah. So it's like trying to figure that out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's a difficult thing. And I think it's something that every black person in corporate America struggles with. I guarantee it. And, you know, I, and, you know, there's, I don't think there's really, and I'm not going to say a cure because there's no cure for anything, but it's just kind of like, what do you do? That's the question. Like, what do you do? And if somebody has the answer, I would love to, like, let me take a class on it. Like, what do you do? Because do companies whole, love to yeah, say, yeah. yeah, no, but, you know, companies love to say, oh, yes, we want you to be your whole self. And that's not true. They don't. They don't. No, they don't. And, you know, I was thinking, like, I was like, I might do a whole podcast just on that. Like, I feel like that would be a great subject to mine. Yeah. Because, seriously, like, that is a real thing. I, as you were talking, I was thinking about a conversation my, my wife and I had um, several years ago. It was around 2015. And I finally, I used to have these posts where I was very sterile and all this, everything, right? And then finally, I don't know, something snapped in me. Nothing specific happened. I just was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm just going to give people my blackness. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I remember yeah. I was very specific in that intentional and I started really just peeling off the layers of who I was. And my wife was like, what are you doing? She was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, and she was like, I, I was like, I'm just posting my real thoughts on things and I'm being authentic. She's like, yeah, but you're going to like fuck up your business. Like people don't want to see that. And we right. had a real conversation about me being whole and me. And I was like, I'm miserable. Like this business, this practice makes me miserable. And so if you're telling me in my, on my own scale, I'm my own boss. And you're telling me that I can even be my whole self as my own boss. Then I said, that's a problem. And, we, and so, but we had, she said, okay, well, listen, if this is the journey you want to go down, I, I'll ride with it. But I need you to know that this may affect your business because people don't want to be dealing with a black, 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 you know, attorney. exactly. They want to, they don't, mm -hmm. you're middle of the road and you're going to cut off opportunities for yourself. Um, because you are not, you know, you, you are not a um, cookie cutter and she, and she works in corporate America. So she, she has this, she knows, she knows. And I'll, I'll be honest. I've, she's right to point and she's not right. I mean, there are certain places I have thrived because people feel like I'm authentic, but I do also acknowledge there are certain spaces I will never be allowed. Like I joke with my friends internally. I'll never be a judge. Although I don't want to be mm. a judge, but I'll never be a judge. And I, you know, because I'm too authentically who I am. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, vanilla, right. I'm not cookie vanilla. I'm not vanilla, any portion. And I'm not, that's not a disrespect to any judges, 
but you have to have a certain level of, you know, personality in order to be considered for that. And I, I'm too loud for that. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, I, and so I just, I, I, I'm, there are certain boards I won't be admitted into, but, and it's like, it's, it's okay. I won't be in certain rooms. It's okay. But you have right. to like make these conscious decisions, like, you know, on a super sub lower level, not a Beyonce level, but super sub level, like this may fuck up my money, but I want to be happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be happy. Right. You know? Right. So I just want to be happy. And I don't know where this is going to lead me to, but, you know, it is what it is. And, I, again, there. now I'm not going to sit in front of y'all because I'm going to be authentic. There are moments when I'm like, fuck, I probably shouldn't have said that because I know <laughs> certain clients would be like, I don't want to deal with this guy. Like, he's too too loud. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. but, I mean, and you have those moments of doubt. You have those those. Moments of doubt, Ugh, I had to say it, but there are also moments where I've had clients tell me, like, I hired you because of who you are. You're authentic and you are real and you're honest. And so when you tell me something, I believe it because you don't hold back. And that is why I adore you as an attorney. So you, it works. It's a push and pull, you know, and the same it's thing. It's a push and pull. It's balance. Yeah. yeah. And the same thing with Beyonce. What they love about and what you, why you love Beyonce and why millions upon millions of people love her, because the things you're seeing about her now, there's her authentic self, you know? Right. Um, I have to ask, have you ever met Beyonce? Yes. <gasps> yes. What? She's, I, 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 when I tell you I adore her, I adore her. I adore her work ethic. I adore her, like, she's, I, there are very few, there, there are very few people that I, I don't get self-shocked, right? Right, right. I've worked with team, da, 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 da. I just don't get self-shocked. I didn't get self, I've never been self-shocked by Beyonce, but I've also been in awe of just how thorough she is. Mm. And that is something that, you know, the first time that I kind of, you know, it was in the room with her, I didn't know that she was that, like, on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just didn't, I, I was thinking that she was going to be like some of these other pop people who are just, you know, out here like, oh, whatever. And he makes water, you know, that kind of thing. And right. like, no, she's like on it. Like right. very particular. Very, and I was just like, my, my respect level for her, like, was like, wow. Um, and I think the only other person that I, that I really honestly legit got like, I stand out. And it was the only time I ever really stand out was when I met Jada Pinkett. And that was only this like last year. I, I think it was just, I think you I did. I saw you post that. You said, you yeah, said, I think it, it was either this, it was this past, it was before 2020 because it was the last movie yeah. awards because that was the last time, we was, you know, we were actually out in the world. Yeah. And we were giving her the, um, some award. I can't remember, Trailblazer Award or something. Yeah. And literally, I had me, uh, my two co workers, like, we were, I was like, I am finding her and we, I am talk, having a conversation with this woman. That that was my goal. Right. It didn't matter what else happened that entire show. Right. I was like, no, we are, I'm finding her. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, of course, did my, was doing my job and stuff, but then I had like two of my coworkers, like, we like literally like stalked her down. And I, when I got to meet her, like, I lost my whole mind. Yeah. I mean, professional, I was no, cool I about it, it and all. It, but, yeah. I, but, you know, it, I definitely like that because she, you know, just was a whole, he was a whole, he's a whole deal for me just for my whole life in general. Yeah. But I, I went on a whole tangent. But no, uh, no, you're yes, good. I love yes. it. I love Beyonce it. is very, like, her business sense and, like, just how thorough she is. I just, I'm overly impressed with her. Like, very impressed with her. Um, you'd be surprised at how many people don't take, 
they they don't really care about what they do. They're more worried about the glitz and glam versus actually putting on, you know, putting some quality stuff out there. And she's about her quality. Like, is there, all about it. Is, is, first of all, what I've heard, again, I don't know shit. But, I mean, I'm, I'm read upon the, <laughs> I read upon shit just like everybody else. But I I've, I did hear to, heard to your point, or read, I should say, that um, when she was doing let's say this Adidas deal that the Adidas company was very, Oh, but before like they're asking why did she do Adidas and you know, all that when she was going to different shoe companies, she was very specific about being involved in every single portion of the process. Cause some of these companies Mm -hmm. wanted her to be just a face or a brand manager on her home product product. But you know, she actually was like, no, I want to be involved with every single aspect of it, of design to everything. And Adidas was like, great. And it made the point of, there was some conversation like, well, why wouldn't you give Beyonce, like, full control of her, uh, you know, blue, uh, Ivy Park? But that's how not, that's not really normal. Most people, most companies don't do that shit. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. You know, it's not at all. Right. And that that's and like I don't you know, I I don't I've never like worked on Beyonce's team as far, you know, obviously because right. I've been at but but I'm just saying I I imagine the way that she is with stuff that we do with her. I I'm imagine she's has to be the same way to stuff. Like I and I did the respect level, I'm just like, wow, like she's she's she wants to know everything. She's involved in everything. She wants to see it. She wants to know it. Like there is no nobody's dropping balls around her. I'm telling you. Like and right. I, I just I love it. Like I love it. I love it. And just also, you know, knowing how long that's taken for her to be able to get that kind of to be able to be that way is, you know, it's just like everybody else. But you gotta grind and everybody's grind is different. Everybody, you know, that the sacrifice that people make to get to a point where they can be their full self is you know very different for for different people and people don't see how much people in general sacrifice to get to where they are they see the other end they see the like oh i'm on instagram and i'm you know balling out in my little whatever car i have or whatever and it's like yeah but like you know are you talking about your struggle and what did it take for you to get there yeah yeah like and the real struggle not the like you know how people like to think like, oh yeah, you went to law, you went to college, then you just went to law school. And then after law school, you just up and started working at some corporation and you up and became like, you just, you know, you like, I, I kid you not. And this is on a whole, it's not a whole different thing, but it's like a side tangent. I remember an intern once told me they were trying to correct me on something. Mind you, they report to me because they're my intern. Right. They were trying to correct me <laughs> on something. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I, this is wrong. You, what you're, you know, what, the way you're looking at it from a legal standpoint is wrong. Like, you're here to, and this boy really, this, this, this young man really sat there and was like, oh gosh, what did he say? It was a long time ago too. But he said something about like, he basically was trying to tell me that I didn't know what I was doing in his, in his quote unquote respectful way as a white man. And then also in that same conversation when I just was like, okay, you know what? How do you think your career is going to go if you aren't willing mm. to learn? Like, how do you think it's going to go? And he literally was like, I'm going to graduate college. I'm going to graduate law school and I'm going to go be, be um, a general counsel. And I was like, a general counsel of what? <laughs> and I'm like, 
you know what I mean? Like you're right. like out of law school, like you're coming out of law school, you're going to go be somebody's GC. Do you even know what a GC does? Right. Right. Like yeah. if you want to start your own company, you know, like if, if I want to start, start my own, like, you know, I'm going to just call it Aziza Inc. I have one employee myself and guess what? I'm the CEO and I'm the general counsel. Cool. I'm like, but you're going to wear to me. Who's GC? Right. Right. So, you know, and it's like people, that's, but that's how they think. That's how they think careers go. And it's like, that's not how it goes, you know? Right. And granted, we come from a different time than these young kids where, you know, my internships when I was in, in college, they were not paid. Nobody paid me to go do an internship. It was for free. And I had to figure out room and board for free. You know, it was like, even after that, like, you know, trying to get jobs and do stuff like you, like I was working at, you know, um, Victoria's Secret in college, you know, and was in student government and doing this and doing that. And just because I can have an internship to get experience, but they weren't paying you for that. Right. Well, do you know, so to, it's just like, to that, go ahead. To that point though, it's interesting. I mean, on the other flip of that, he may be telling you that I'm going to operate in my privilege. Cause I know doors are going to open for me that were never going to be available to you from the outset. He might be, I'm not saying you are, you are 1010% right. But he might be thinking in his mind, no matter how wrong he may be or how right he may be, he might be thinking like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to go ahead and uh, get this job. I, and to the, why I'm going to say that I'm not going to mention this person's name because we went to law school with him. But mm. there was a person, good friend of mine, still a good friend of mine, um, got similar grades in law school. And uh, we were just talking about just work and whatnot. And I he mentioned that he went to lunch with a friend of his that owned a company. And the friend was like, yeah, I need to find like general counsel. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, all right, well, that's, that's cool. And then he was like, yeah, but then um, the guy's like, you know, well, why, you know, at lunch, he said, the guy told my friend, our law school colleague, why don't you be our general counsel? With this big company. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. And so I was like, and he told me that story, and here I am, shit, like, broke, no fucking job. And I'm like, yeah, I just, so I just, I'm now, I, I fresh out of, not fresh out, probably a year or two out of law school. But he was like, yeah, I'm general counsel for this company. And I'm like, how the fuck? <laughs> like, what the right. fuck? <laughs> like, right. But it's just relationships and just, you know, what that's. And so it's, but that's reality of life. We, we look at who the, pres the president we just had. He, he had, he can, he walked into his privilege into the highest office in the world. So he, he sure did. So that, mm -hmm. that intern might have been telling you in his, and with right or wrong or however, he might have been telling you. I'm going to be general counsel of somebody for a company because I know people that are going to hand put lay this shit out for me in a way yeah. that is not going to be that was never going to be laid out to you. You had to push it up the boulder for ten years. He's like yep. he's telling you I'm that's not it's not going to take me that long. Might, he's like I'm coming out yeah. the game and I'm good. Right? Yeah. No, right. but it's true. And no, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, I think he might be like almost a partner at one of these big firms now too because he oh. did have that privilege. Oh. See, he did. see, you know, um, no, but, he did. but I mean, but that's, that's also the discouraging thing about working in professional spaces uh, that we don't talk about, like how you look around the terrain and you like, see how people 
it's not about how hard you work for a lot of people. It's just about relationships. And yep. especially, I'm sure, in the entertainment business, it's about relationships, right? It's about, mm-hmm. you know, that old adage, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and so, I mean, you're you're the person who gave you a shot. She, in a way, she it was, you knew her, or she, you know, she felt like she knew you to the point where she was willing to give you a chance. And um, that, that that's so, it's such a rare thing. You were gifted a gem and you ran with it. And that's why it is so... Um, amazing. I have a question. Well, I definitely did. Yeah, no, I definitely go, go, did keep going. it in the foot because I'm gonna tell you. But no, but I think what people don't understand is, and this is the thing that I adore about her, and I still adore about her now is the way that she pushes me. Yeah. And like, there was never going to be a thing that I just got easy. There was never going to be something I wasn't going to just randomly get a, a promotion because she liked me. Like she was very hard on me, very very hard on me. But I liked it and. Which is why I like, which is why I love her so much because she was very, very hard on me. And she's not a black woman, you know, and she was just very much like, you know, I think she just saw potential in me and was like, you just, you know, you got to get pushed. And that's, right. you know what I mean? And yeah. she, that's what she did. Even though, of course, I would get really angry and sometimes I'd be like, what am I doing? Like, this is crazy because, you know, you do, you look around the landscape and people are just soaring and other, like, like it's easy for them. And I'm like, you know, I'm working 12, 13 hours a day. What the heck, you know? Right, right, right. So, but, you know, it, it, but yeah, I just, I, I, I just say all that to say that, you know, if you're given an opportunity for something, like you don't, you don't piss on it just because somebody else had an easier route. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just important. But then also just to go, to kind of go back to, you know, what you were talking about with privilege is that the other thing about it is that, you know, unfortunately people of color especially you know black men and black women have we are fighting up against such a long history of getting pushed down and beat down that there is no privilege there Mm -hmm. so you know it's a different like we're 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 trying to one one thing that like I, i i take a lot of like i think very serious is that I recognize that I had to come through and knock and explode a door open just so that I could bring somebody else behind me so it's not as hard. And so, like, one of my coworkers that I hired um, when we had a position open, I I love her. She's, you know, she's a young black woman. She's very smart, like, very on it. Like, I wasn't just going to give any – we weren't just going to hire any random person. But she didn't have to go through 95% of the shit that I had to go through because I made sure that she didn't have to go through that. Mm. And so it's like right now with this, our generation right now, we're trying to create that privilege where it's the same as somebody as, as like, you know, the, the white boys have or these white women have where they can just kind of like, oh, I'm going to call my dad. Now I have a job at a bank. Right. Right. Where, yeah. you know, there was nobody I could call to get a job at a bank or to get a job in the legal department somewhere. There was nobody for a job to call. Right. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Right. Like literally, there was nobody. Like, <laughs> like literally nobody. There's literally nobody. I don't know anybody who can give me this opportunity, you know. And so, um, like nobody. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's and that's it's weird because that's why, you know, even with the relationships I have, I, I'm I often try to give people an alley like, hey, look out for this person, or try to get this person in a certain position because I know that. Um, in order to really make it in this world, you need help. You need somebody to make that call for you and have the make the call before the call, right? You know what I mean, right? right? Make the call. Before I know the exactly call. what you mean. Yeah, make that call right. before the call. Like, hey, 
um, so-and-so, I need you to take, give them a shot. They're going to call you. Seriously, give them an opportunity. Like, I'm, I'm putting my name on them. Give them an opportunity. Make them go past the... The the, uh, 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 the gatekeepers and look out for them because that's what really happens in this world. There are gatekeepers yeah. that stop certain things from happening. Um, and so that, mm-hmm. I think, I think, that, I think that's real. I, I have a question though, mm-hmm. speaking of being gatekeeping and I don't know if you're a gatekeeper or not. Are you, would you consider yourself a gatekeeper of the culture or not? Of the culture? Oh wait, no. <laughs> What were you going to say? I, I was like, oh, my gatekeeper for like, you know, getting somebody hooked up with an intern. Well, not hooked up, but at least getting them through the door with the right person so they yeah. can at least get their resume on the desk. Absolutely. Right. But a gatekeeper of the culture, that's, that's, that's a big, that's, that, yeah, I, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. But, but I, go, ahead. I, go ahead. I do think, though, you are a five-star general, right? There are many people, in the, listen, there are many generals. But I think you're a five star, or you want to call yourself a four star general. It doesn't matter. But you are a general in the field of um, this culture, somebody who's constantly a champion and pushes it forward. And so, I mean, would you at least accept that designation? Yes, no, I'll, maybe so. I'll, I'll maybe take it. For the, you, you know, you know me. I'm very yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the purpose of this conversation, um, <laughs> you know, you would take that. All right. So, with that being said. Do you feel like, or have there ever been times where, you know, you had to marry or you had to push aside your personal opinion on something in order to, you know, I guess, adhere to your corporate responsibility, if you understand what I'm saying here? Yes. Um, Yes. Period. Yes. Yes. Period. period. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, no. 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 I, I. I can expound upon it a little bit. I mean, it, yes. I. Yes. I mean, I work in reality television. Uh, there are programs that I love, and there are programs that I'm like, yeah. I have money on this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But yes. I, but it's like you know. You know what it is, honestly, and this is just. This is the world that we live in is that everybody wants, everybody wants to be entertained, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, what does that really mean mm-hmm. now? What does that really mean now? Because we're not talking about who can actually sing or dance. Yeah. They just want to be entertained. They want to see craziness on television. They want to look at something and say, oh, good. Oh, girl, I'm glad that's not my life. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they like to see fine. the train. It's like the train wreck. Exactly. And we're like, I just want to see it. Right. Yeah. Where, but then I think that where we, where we have gone wrong as a society is that we went from an experiment of this really cool to see inside somebody else's life to wanting to see the train wreck and then forgetting that younger people think that that is how life is supposed to be versus seeing it as entertainment. Yeah. And I think I think that's a really, really, you know, I know it's a little bit deep and sideways and I, I no, know I don't I love it. If you don't I you know what I mean? But it's yeah. like but that's that's that that's what we've come to as a society now where it's like, you know, little ten year old girls wanna have like, you know, 
this is just this is just a sign and a sign because i'm always like it drives me crazy keep it rolling right but it's like you know you have like these little girls or even young women and they walk around with these like eyelashes that look like a spider is falling off their face right and they do that because that's what they're seeing on television Mm -hmm. and so it's like i think there became a, a, a a time that and I, I don't know where that age group or that time was where that stuff that we, the things that we were watching on television, we knew was enter, we knew were entertainment versus the things that are watching on television now. People are thinking this is how their life is supposed to be. Right. Like, yeah. you know, such and such has really big eyelashes. So now I need to go down the Walgreens and get these crazy eyelashes. And you're like, you look insane. Right. But that's, that's what they're doing on TV. So it's cool. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. It's the, it's the... I, that wasn't the best. And, you know, no, 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 but I no, but here's what I think you're saying, and I, but I, first of all, I understand what you're saying, but it's this thing where we've went to a place to where we've confused or we've merged reality television with reality, if that makes sense. Exactly. Yes, we've we this thing, this manufactured environment that was supposed to be deemed, and you're supposed to understand it's manufactured. Now people have said, well, it's applicable to my substantive real life. And, you know, it's, it's a dangerous thing because this is how people are operating of how they should live. And it, it, the voyeurism of Instagram has helped that, right. Or even the, you know, of this this society of thinking that things that are surface level are what they are, you know, entirely not like, it's not the tip of the iceberg, it's the entire iceberg. And that's how my, that's how my life should be. And it's this dangerous thing of we've grown this culture, especially in the last 10 years or so. I know I've seen it. Um, it's just exploded of this poor understanding of reality. And that's where I see it. And I know, you know, you you manage reality television shows and, you know, we don't have to get into specifics what shows or whatnot, but it's it's amazing. I, okay, wait, you're, is, does Viacom own Bravo? No. Okay, so we can we talk about we can talk about Bravo then, right? We can totally talk about Bravo. Okay. So, <laughs> um, but so, I, I, and, but in all fairness, I don't really watch Bravo, so I okay. don't know everything about Bravo. Neither, neither do I. So neither do I. Yeah. I, but I do know that Real Housewives of Atlanta are on Bravo. Okay. okay. I, I, I think I saw maybe the first season and then I was like, you know. Facts. The other, also, the other thing is because when you work in the industry, yeah, you just don't want to watch it. Yeah. Like, I've already, I see it, in, like, you know what I mean? But yeah. go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. And so I, I don't know storylines in Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't know shit about it, right? But from the outside, outside looking in, it's, it's created this thing uh, of, I feel like, of a a plastic lifestyle that yep. is that is not real, you know, yep. and but it's appealable to a lot of people because they think that's how these people really live. They think that's yep. how that's how life really is, you know. And then you've yep. seen the, the explosion of Real Housewives of Potomac, Real Housewives of Orange County, Real Housewives of, and those are not. He's not. First of all, some of them are not even Real Housewives, and then other than that, they're they live these fake lives. And I just think that's a, I think there's a metaphorical discussion about what does that mean about society? What does that say? What does that say about us? A family dynamic. What does we say about our, our just how we view, um, you know, interpersonal relationships, you know, it's not intimacy in relationships is, uh, um, is skewed because of these television shows. 
uh, inter- and uh, friendships and it's skewed because of these these uh, television shows. And that's the thing that really bothers me a lot about reality television, I'd say, uh, because it's given a, a poor example of life. I know I just went on this whole tangent. But- no, no, no. But I think you're, you are, you're spot on with it, though. But And it's the truth. And I, I, I think that, you know, at the point where, you know, you go and you talk to, like, young children and you're like, what do you want to be? And they're like, I want to be a reality TV star. And you're like, that's not a thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. what, what, whatever happens to get an education and, like, you know, doctor, fire per, a fire person or, right. you know, like, something that helps your community or just get an education. Instead, you're concerned about, I want to be a reality TV star. And it's like, but what? Like, what? Or I want to be a YouTube and star. I want to be a YouTube. I want to be a YouTube, right. And it's just like, what do you, like, what? Yeah, and so it, it 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 does go to that, you know, and it's it, it's sad. I feel like this 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 these younger generations, unfortunately, are just. I feel bad for them. That's what I feel. I feel bad for them it's because scary. I feel like we created we created this monster of number one where there is no privacy because people think that they that your life should belong to them online or something, right? And then there's also there's no outside of the privacy aspect of like people who overshare and then they're, they only overshare the good. They don't overshare the bad. Right. Then you have this, this living up to an idea of something of how you look online. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's being based off of you watching these shows where you're like, Oh, these people travel the world and they have maids and then people cook for them and they have all this money, but they don't really do anything all day. And it's just kind of like, that ain't reality. (laughs) Right. It's fake reality. And it just goes one into another. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't even take a picture. You know, you know, my fiance and I were talking the other day. Well, I don't even want to talk to you anymore. My husband, my husband, Jason, my husband, Jason, my husband, Jason and I were talking the other day and we were just talking about how, we were looking through, I was looking through some of the pictures from um, our house renovation because it's, you know, we're still renovating. Yeah. And um, I was looking at how many pictures I took of one door and at the different angles. And it was just because I was trying to get the right the right color of the door on the picture. So when we went to like the floor and the floor store, we could just, you know, make sure I had the right, this is this color right to match this kind of thing. And it made me think, I'm like, how many times people take how many pictures do you think it takes somebody before they get that one picture that they post on Instagram? Mm. How many pictures have they taken to get that one picture? So that it's like, Oh, the angle, the light, the this, yeah, the that, yeah. before they put that on Instagram for that one, for that one picture. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's, we, we, we've put ourselves in this thing where our world and entertainment is online. Mm. Our world and entertainment is watching somebody else's life be, either overly amazing or an, an, an absolute clusterfuck and sit there and be like, well, see, I'm doing better than she is because she's mm. on, you know, her husband's doing this, her husband's doing that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but I don't know. I went on a whole tangent. I no, that's the, I love it. Because, you know, you're... I mean, I get very, I have, I have a lot of feelings about. You have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> but I, 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 I do. That's real though. That's real, right? Because that's a very interesting place because we talk about how many pictures does it take for you to get that right picture. And all people see is that one picture of your life. And be like they were like, that's your life. But in reality, it's like that's not that's not that person's life. That's right. that right. is a curated idea of what they want to present to the world. And it's 
really a representation of what you, it, it may even be real. It's just a representation of what you want the world to see. A representation right. of who you want the world to deem you as. Um, that's probably why my Instagram is so trash. I don't really have great Instagram pictures because I don't really, <laughs> I literally don't. I, I get like 20, 30 likes on my Instagram pictures because my shit's be like, I don't, I don't even care about lighting. It doesn't matter. You know, I, you know, it's so weird because when Instagram, I, I, I mean, I, you know, I, you know, we come from the days of MySpace back in the day. Yeah. And really I thought that was, just, by the, by the way. yes. And that <laughs> was just, I, look, hey, it's I remember good. being like in law school, like, what's a MySpace page? Yeah, right. I don't know. Right, right. You know what I mean? And, and it's just like, I don't know. I don't, it's, I just felt like life was so much easier before all the pressures of, the internet and so like one thing that I, I i made i took upon myself this last year was not to be online so much mm-hmm. and not because i don't mind sharing and not because i because i love sharing i love being able to see like what's going on in other friends life i love being able to see if somebody goes on the trip and because it's because there's some places people go that i'm like oh you know what that looks dope you know we should check that place out you know like there's there's the genuineness of it but then there comes the other side of other it, side of it yeah. where people think they know you because they follow you on Instagram or they yeah. think they know you because yeah. they are on your Facebook page where you're like, you don't know me. You don't know me. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't know me. Yeah. You know, I've had people who like legit didn't even know my name was Aziza. They're oh, like, yeah. Oh, Z queen. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't know me. Yeah, That's not sure. <laughs> First of all, they don't even know why they call you. Z. Like, you know what I mean? I call you Z. Right, you know what I mean, but yeah. like, but they don't even know why you calling yourself Z. You know what I mean, like they were like, they're just, "Oh, your name is Z," and you're like, "No, that's not my name." Right, and it's like you don't even know what my name is. Right, like my my friends call me Z because those are my friends. You know right. what I mean? I'm like, but you don't even know. But my guess what? My friends actually know my name. Right, like right. they know Aziza. Like it's you know what I mean, and it's very like, and I it, it and I, I had a problem with that where it was just really like I was kind of like, ooh, I just don't like the way this is going, and then just the more. I worked in reality television and just seeing how like it affects people and how it just, you know, it, it's a, it's, woo, I don't know. No. That's what I do know is I don't, but I do know is I don't know. That's what I do know. No, but you know that, and yet, and first of all, it's very true because I do feel that sometimes people get really familiar with you and you'd be like, they, you know, and it's my fault. Cause like on Facebook, I, I probably share about mm, really probably 15% of my life. I don't really show like the real Deep down, but for that fifteen percent, people think they I'm sharing a hundred percent of my life, and so they. And feel, that, but that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And then yeah. so they think like so they feel like they know me, and I'm like, you don't really know me because my thoughts and my life might really make you depressed. You know what I mean? Or it might right. make you like, might make you like, I don't really like Kamara. You know? And so, um, <laughs> right. But you know, on the, the other side of it too. Like uh, the, the voyeurism of Instagram, it can make other people depressed. Of like, you see somebody always going on trips, you see how amazing their life is, and because you think that's right. what their life is, and you're like, it can, it psychologically can like fuck you up because you're like, man, like, yeah, why am I like, let's say I, I follow, I, you know, I'm gonna admit, I'm a human. I, there was an attorney that I was following, and I'm like, damn, man, like, this person's like killing it. Like, what the fuck am I doing in my practice? And I'm like, oh, you know what? Because I don't fucking promote my wins or losses but this person's always promoting their wins you know right and so like it was like a couple years ago and i had a real human moment and this is me being human and authentic on this podcast and i had to be like you got to stop that kamara because like first of all comparison to the thief of joy and so and it was like i realized what was happening 
And I said, like, oh, I'm falling into the the into this trap of watching this person continue to grow their business. First of all, shout out to them. Shout out, you know, all praise, do Allah. You know what I mean? To yeah. them. But it was um it was it's something where I had to check my my internal self. And if you're not grounded enough to check yourself, and ever since then I I don't do that anymore. You know what I mean? I don't do that with comparison with other people because you you get to a place of just if you don't if you don't make sure you're not centered of right getting too deep into the abyss of of comparison and um I don't know I just that's very interesting we no, wanna... it's it, it's real and I, I feel like if we're not if we're not you you I I'm not being very I'm not being very eloquent today because I'm no, just fine. like I have so many thoughts I have so many thoughts in my head and you know how I get I just start going all it, over the place no but yeah. like the thing is that like you're you you hit it you hit the nail on the head with that because it's like if we're if you can't if you can't be grounded in yourself and who you are like what are you doing in yeah. general you know what I mean? like what are you doing and it's like if we're not constantly growing and growing and maturing and it's and I think another problem is that, you know, you, you were able to recognize that people don't recognize that they don't recognize it. And then even if they do recognize it, they don't want to admit it. Right. And it was like, that was why, you know, this, I was like, you know, you got to pull back off of this. Like I love going and seeing what's going on and stuff, but like it does a mental thing to you. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And it's like, then it's like, you know, you do want to share a little bit because, you know, part of the whole thing is that people can kind of just keep up with what's going on. It's, it's great for like just keeping in touch and that kind of stuff. But people have to realize that that's not, you know, that's not the whole life. It's yeah. not the whole life. I remember Jason and I had been engaged for a good, like, year. Yeah. I know where you're going. And this, then this is funny. finally, yeah. I feel like, and then finally, like, I had, like, I had taken a picture of a bird that pooped on me and was like, oh, the bird pooped on me. And, and people were like, ring. oh, yeah. you've thrown off your ring. And I was like, what? Are you, like, what? Yeah. I didn't even, like, it wasn't even a thought to me because, like, what I wear my ring every day. You, you know, know what's what so funny, but I remember exactly this moment because I had known you were you were engaged, and then so there was a big hoopla on Facebook about you getting engaged. I was like, wait, did she get reengaged? Because why is everybody? It's like I've been known she was engaged. But, like I was like, what is exactly. that? Like, what, is, what is happening? Like it, like everybody's like, congratulations, congrats. I'm like, wait, what? What do you mean, congrats? Like. Right. And it's like, oh, you're fine. Oh, you guys are finally like, come going public. Go in public. Right. It was like, I house. was confused. I started reading through the comics. I was like, what did I miss? What did I, did, did they break off the engagement and now they're back on? Like, what? No. Why is everybody saying right. congratulations? Like, what is happening? So. Right. And I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> And that's and that was one of those moments where I was like, you know what? I cannot with these people. Like, yeah. what? Like people? Like even when we started dating, like we were dating for a good two, three years before anybody on the internet even knew that we were dating. And then people were like, "Oh, y'all finally coming out now." And I'm like, "Coming out of where? No. Like we live a very intentional everyday life." Yeah, yeah. And just because but, I don't, I just because it's not public doesn't mean it's not authentic. Right. Right. Or that or that we're not happy because we're not posting pictures of ourselves in lovey dovey mode every single day. Like we are very happy all the time. But I you, see him all day, every day. I love him. He loves me. I know I get on his nerves. Sometimes he gets on mine, but I'm like, cause I, I remember somebody asked me once, they're like, Are you everything okay with you guys? And I was like, Yeah, why? And they're like, Well, you know, he hasn't posted much about you guys and I haven't <sighs> seen you post anything. And I was like, What does that have to do with me and him? Yeah. yeah. 
No, I mean, that's it, real, though. That's real because people. Right. And it, it becomes just like that's what yeah. your life is. And that's and I, and I take all that back to reality TV. I'm going to mm-hmm. kind of bring it a little bit full circle is that it's like we put this stuff. People put this stuff out on TV. And that's what they think that life is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That either it's supposed to be a train wreck all the time or there's never any real problems going on. Yeah. So, you know, it's like HGTV, like you, you know, you, you get a whole renovation in an hour. Mm-hmm. It takes like two, three years, you know what I'm saying? But you know what, is, what the, the fascinating thing about that is relationships are whole vehicles of emotion. So you make, mm-hmm. so you don't, you're not going to post the entirety. You shouldn't post or you shouldn't tell people the world the wholeness of that relationship because they're not owed that. Like nobody's owed that that experience except for exactly. the person you're the human you're in a relationship with. Like that is the reality. And when you start allowing the world to be a part of that experience, you devalue the beauty of that relationship. Like my wife, that you would never know that my wife and I never argue. We would never know that my wife is never disappointed in me. You know what I mean? And then vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been together for twelve years. You know, um, this is gonna be our tenth year being married. And Shout out to the Big Ten. Yeah, shout out to the Big Ten. And listen, there are ebbs and flows in that. And there are real moments where you have your seasons. And I'll, yep. probably, I'll do a podcast about that one day. But there are, you have seasons in your marriage, in seasons throughout the year. And nobody in the world is owed that except for the partner you're with. You know, and that is what makes it a beautiful, a beautiful whole existence. You enjoy a year when you can look back at the seasons. You know what I mean? Right. That's how you enjoy right. a full year. And that's how you enjoy a full relationship when you can look back at the seasons and be like, man, that was a beautiful season. Oh, that was a little rough. Oh, that was that was that was kind of sketchy. Oh, this that was, was sketchy. Yeah, you know right. I mean? so like, but th- and I feel like that's that's the thing, you know. Um, so anyway, that's an but I guess, you know, actually this kind of goes into a place with because Jason is he's a high powered lawyer in New York, right? And yeah. Um, you know, you are a high powered lawyer in your sphere. Um, yeah. I remember in entertainment. And so I remember, uh, a couple years ago before COVID, I was at, <laughs> I, I, first of all, I, well, no, I, I went to, to, it was at your house. You invited me to, to your house and, um, I really enjoyed that evening, by the way. That was really cool. Oh, we had such a good time. You guys got to come back. Yeah, I do want to come back. <laughs> I do want to come because so, I, I was like so. I'm gonna tell y'all, we were. I was at their house and we were just having an adult time, but like in a real grown. Like Jason was just talking, we were talking. You guys had the jazz in the background, and we were just having some. We were, I don't know what we were drinking, and we were just having. We were drinking bourbon. What do you bourbon? mean? You don't know, know, I, I know. We're, I don't know what bourbon. bourbon. I don't know what bourbon we were drinking though. And oh. yeah, we were just vibing out and just talking like on some real like deep metaphorical just life, and that's when I really got to know. Like Jason, and I love that man. He is so dope. And so I was like, man, I was telling my wife, I was like, man, like Aziza and Jason have this beautiful life. And you know, chilling in y'all brownstone. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, y'all have the like the, this ideal, like we take the train, we get go into Manhattan, come back to our little brownstone. Not little, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, we come back to our brownstone. We you know we enjoy, we got black art on the wall. I was like, y'all are doing it. I was like, shout out to that. Y'all are doing it, right? So, the, I mean, it was a scene. It was a scene and I loved it. But it, it's, how do y'all balance that, that life? Like, what is that balance look like? You know? 
as far Ooh, as you might ha- I don't, I don't, I might have to yell at him and tell him to come down. I'm, I think he's on the fourth floor painting bathroom or something. Okay. Because you know it's always something to fix on the weekend. Yeah. Um Because I might have to get him. But I, I honestly don't know. Like I, him and I have been friends for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I'm sure we could do a whole other podcast yeah. about black love and black relationships and yeah. how you know you have to have a real friendship if you really want to have a real relationship. Yeah. And you know we met my freshman year. College. We met in 1999, like in November, and we have been thick as thieves. And I think that's a bad term, but that's how we that's how yeah. we've been since. Yeah. And we have such a solid, solid, solid foundation of friendship that I just happen to, and I know this is weird on a podcast. It's just like, oh, I happen to be able to have sex with my best friend. Oh, that's that's how it feels. That's fine. Like that's how it feels. Yeah. Like I don't feel. Like, I don't have, we don't have, like, you know how, yes, there are, there are relationships. People have, like, those intense ups and intense downs. And don't get me wrong, we, we, we have our ups and stuff. But we right. are so, we are so locked in step that, like, he know like, he knows when I hit my point, I know when he hits his point, even before it happens, so it doesn't happen. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. Yeah, 1,000%. Like, he, he can tell when I'm getting, like, if I'm, if I'm getting a little bit too anxious about, and it doesn't even matter what it is, he can, he knows like before I know, and he's like, all right, we're going to go do this instead right now because I already know where this is going with you. Right. And it has nothing, will have nothing to do with him. Right. So it's like the balance of that. I don't know. I don't know. I, that's, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, I just think that we just have a solid foundation because he works a crazy amount of hours. Yeah. I work a crazy amount of hours, you know, and pre COVID, um, and people didn't used to believe me when I would say this, but, you know, we only saw each other on the weekends for the I most remember, part. And people never really got that. Yeah. yeah, people never really got that. They're like, what do you mean? Like, you know, and it's literally because he would get up at like 5.30, go to CrossFit. I would always try to make the CrossFit class, but I, my body was not trying to wake up that early. So he would, by the time he comes back, from, when he gets back from CrossFit, he would like get in the shower right he would leave to go to work, then I'm waking up. So he's usually gone before I get back. And then, like, you know, during the day, we'll, like, you know, text each other when we can. But then we, you know, either he works late or I work late or we try to do, okay, we're going to, like, leave today at 7 or 8 o'clock or whatever. We would have dinner. And then you go to bed and do the same thing every day. Like, that's how much we didn't see each other that much. Yeah. And then if I have a show going on, then I'm away for, like, two, three weeks at a time. So then it's like, oh, can you fly down for the weekend? But then it's like, you know, he has a, you know, he works at a big four, you know what I mean? So it's like, that doesn't always work. Sometimes he's away somewhere, you know? So we had to make a lot of, we had to make that intentional, like, that intentional, just the intention of we are going to spend time, we're going to see each other, we are going to, like, it's intentional. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and it's, you know, the crazy thing is, is that, like, I think, I mean, that's COVID. Sucks. I really hate it. I would love to be able to like go do stuff again. But say. the thing that I love the most about it is that we get to see each other all day. Yeah. And even though sometimes we be like, oh, but like we don't get tired of each other. Yeah. Like that's been the crazy thing. And this is like we don't get tired of each other. Yeah. I mean, thankfully we are blessed enough to have a big enough house that where it's like, oh, I need some, you know, I just need a quiet room to sit in. Like yeah. there's space. But like we don't get tired of each other. Like we actually enjoy being around each other and. That was one of the things that was COVID that like I, you know, you got to kind of take the, the, the sugar with this, with this, no, that's not how the saying goes. 
Whatever. You know, you got to find the, the, find the silver lining. I was going to say, take the, <laughs> take the sugar with the shit. It's okay. Um, hey, is that what it is? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Take the sugar with the shit. You know, I, like, I don't you know, know if that's the, a saying, but I just made it a saying. So. <laughs> There's something about the sugar with something. I don't right, know. I, right. I find myself becoming that old person that comes that says all these random like metaphors that don't make sense sometimes. Right. That's how I feel. Right. But um, we, you know, I, the the best part about COVID was like spending like literally every day, all day, just him and I. Like, you know, we're in the tri-state. It, we're, we're on crazy lockdown. There was, I don't even know how people people everywhere else. Like, we went down to North Carolina to see his parents um, mm-hmm. one weekend during COVID. And we were so confused while people were like out. That's how it, my brother, my brother came down because he's still up there in New York. And yeah. he's like, he came down to like, it was a weird experience for him. Yeah. Seeing everybody out. He was like, the fuck is going on in Florida? He was like, Literally. He was like, what is happening? You know, because it messed him up to like, he felt like it was like people who coming out of prison. And I remember yes. we were in Target and it was like he was looking around. And I was like, like he was about to shank somebody. He was like, "You're getting too close." And I was like, "Yo, it's, yes. it's different. Uh, it's just chill. I know you got to bring it down, bring down the the level of intensity, you know? Because no, uh, it's but it's it's we, it's different. Yeah, it's different. That's why people are people, people are like, oh, and then I'm like, yo, we've been we've been on lockdown since this started. Yeah, like, yeah. There was no there was no opening of anything. Like we. New York has lit. The tri-state has literally been in jail for a year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, that's that's one thousand um, percent. So it's it, it, it's hard, you know, it's hard. But uh, but yeah, so balance. I don't know. We just pre-COVID, the balance was really just you know understanding the other person and also understanding what it is that they wanted to do career-wise and understand that that had their career choice has nothing to do with our relationship. Does that make sense to you? Oh, Where it's yeah, like, if it. this is what you're, this is what you want to do. This is your dream. And this is what you've been working for. How dare I come in and be like, I don't think that I, I don't like the fact that I don't see you that much every day. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause the same thing, it, it's a mutual respect of you've been, you know, he looks at me and he's like, you know, you've been in here grinding and busting your ass for a long time. And you're at that level now where, you know what? Guess what? Yes, your ass just may not be here. Right. So that's fine. Right. You know what I mean? And it's cool. Right. But it's like it, it's a mutual level of respect that we have for one another and a mutual level of respect that we have for each other's careers. And also knowing the struggle that we have both gone through to get to those points. You know, I I helped Jason with his law school essay to get into law school. He helped me. with He reviewed all most of my papers in law school. Mm-hmm. Went to two completely different law schools. He was right. in law school in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you said that. Yeah, like that's story. like yeah. you know what I mean. Like we're very like so. It's like we we know we 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 have been we started at the bottom literally right. together, and so it's like we're good. Like I, I have his back a hundred grand, like ten toes down, and I know he has mine ten toes down. So there's never a thing like do we have to like sometimes figure out scheduling for sure. But that's like all right. So we figured out scheduling. Cool. I'll meet you at the airport. Right. That's dope. I remember you told me that. Two thousand. Uh, before COVID, yeah, you told me that y- y'all would literally say, "All right, um, I'll see you at uh, JFK at four o'clock." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, and that- I, I, re- I remember one time we actually we had two. I was away on a production; he was away on a business trip. We had to figure out. We coordinated. And let me tell you something. I cannot stand connecting flights. Right, I hate yeah. them. So does he. But we literally coordinated a connected flight just so that we can meet in the airport. I feel like we were in, uh, I think it was either Chicago or somewhere, just so that we could see each other for an hour. Oh, wow. That's crazy. But that's, look, you, you do what you got to do. Yeah, you got to do, yeah. 
So, okay, I have a question because I want to end it on a good. I mean, this is a good place anyway. That was a good. That was a good moment. But I want to end it on fun, oh, okay. a fun one. What is your favorite award show to work on? Or tell me something about an award show that is not like known to the public. Like, like is there? Ooh. Or maybe can I don't know. Can you t- can you tell me? Well, what? I mean, like, what do you mean? Okay, like, okay. Um, tell me, w- walk me through for those who are the you know untrained and the uninitiated, like the productions of an award show. Things that you just, the regular public doesn't know. Whether it's dealing with talent or structuring a show. And oh my gosh, that would be a whole nother three hours. Jeez. I don't think people <laughs> people don't even I, for one award show, just one. Yeah, you probably have the amount of people that it takes to do one to, to do one show is astronomical. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's, it's it's insane. It's also beautiful. It's like a beautiful chaotic mess of amazing when it all comes together. <laughs> um, but it's, I, I can't, I, I, I don't even know where to begin on that to yeah. tell you the truth. Cause it's nonstop. Like between every year, like just, you know, even for the VMAs, like as soon as the VMAs are over, we're starting again for the next year. That's yeah. how long it takes. Oh, wow. So, and it's, it's, it's intentional. And this is on top, like this is, this is outside of like, you know, all the other 8 million shows that you work on, Yeah, you know, but it's like, there's a whole team of like creative folks that are like all they do is the VMAs because that's how much work it takes. And then we have to come in and out and like, okay, that's okay. Okay. That's not okay. Okay. This is cool. That's not cool. Okay. Where do we talk? Where are we trying to have it? Okay. Well, let's figure out this vendor agreement. Okay. Well, can we do it there? How many kids are going to be there? What are there going to be kids? What are their permits? Do they have permits? What like, it's it's a chaotic mess of a lot. Right. A lot. But you do it so effortlessly Um, though. Or it looks like I mean, no, don't get me wrong. There, let me tell you that. Not well, this past year's VMAs, I was so proud of everybody because it was trying to figure out a show in the middle in the pandemic. And a whole it painting. went from yeah. the, the original show that we were going to do that had been getting worked on for a full year went away overnight, and we had to come up with something quickly, fast. And let me tell you, these people I, I work with some of the most amazing and just innovative and smart and creative. And when I say creative, I don't even mean creative as in like, I mean creative in a mindset of like, all right, how can we put, how can we even put something together? Mm-hmm. Because if it was left up to me, I'd have been like, well, we just not doing it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But like people were like, no, let's, let's, let's think, okay, we can be outside. We, you know, we can be, okay, we can be outside. We can do social distance. We can be outside. Okay, well, what about these new testing kits? Is, this, is that even a real thing? This is before they were really, like, yeah. tests yet. You know what I mean? Like, there was, like, the test was, like, 15 days out. You know, like, it was, like, trying to really be on the edge of, like, getting with doctors and getting with industry folks. It's like, like, industry, I mean, as in the medical industry. Yeah, 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 figuring yeah. out the safest way to do things. How can we do it? How can we not do it? Getting, like, working with like the state to even be able to get clearance to film in New York. Cause remember New York has been shut down mm-hmm. to even be able to film. You know what I mean? Like it was just the amount of people that it took from the top of the company all the way down. Like I, I, I just, it was, it, it was an amazing thing. And I'm, and I tell you every award show is that way. There's so, so, so many people and everybody usually, or, you know, award season is like, for me, that's always like the no sleep season for the most part because it's like 
especially like, you know, a couple of weeks going into the show because you're on set, you're on set every day, you're on set all day, all night, your phone rings in the middle of the night because something's going on, you got to figure it out, like, but it's so fulfilling. And I, I'll tell you one of the times that I got really, it was one of the few times that I really, not a you know, there are times where I get really like emotional about like, not like just like, wow, but it was, we were in LA at this forum and it happened to be a pretty stressful VMA that year, which they all are, but this one was, there was some stuff that, was, that had happened that it was really stressful. And I remember standing on the floor and Beyonce was performing Halo. We were giving her the Vanguard Award and the crowd had their little lights out, you know, and the little, like their cell phone lights on. And yeah. I remember looking around the arena and I got like goosebumps yeah. and I got, I got choked up because I was like, wow like you helped do this yeah like you were part of this like this, it was crazy to me that's dope it was crazy to me and then i also had that moment at uh this not this past one but the one the year before when we were in newark and i remember you know uh, jason and my sister came to support me jason my sister and, and my um my uh and her husband they came to just kind of support because it's always important to just be able to have somebody there that they know what you've been going through and they know they're stressed to be like, wow, look at you did it either. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, well, we look at you a part of, and my niece happened to be, um, a PA on the production, which I was super proud of her. She was like, you know, doing it, opening the door, you know what I mean? Open the door and she stepped in that, she stepped in that whole hardcore. And I was very proud of her, but it was like, so she got to see from the inside out the organized chaos and crazy. And she was just like, you know, auntie, I, had no idea that it was this much work that you guys do. I had no idea. Right. And so she was on the inside of it. You know what I mean? And it's like, so when people watch these kind of shows and they just go to start criticizing and you're like, you don't know how many, how many jobs that is or how many people mm. it took just to put that together. Yeah. So like before you want to sit there on your little cell phone and talk about how this wasn't good, you don't even know what it took to get done. Right. 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 How are you going to hate outside the club? How are you going to hate outside the club? How are you going to hate outside the club? Right. Like, that is that, 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 those award shows is a, is a culmination of somebody, of somebody being away from their family for like two, three months at a time. Right. Um, and people don't get that. So that's, I, I first of all, this is what I, I, I wanted to tell you. This is why, number one, I appreciate you get, coming on this podcast. Because when I tell you Z, Aziza is so damn fucking busy. So, so <laughs> this is the love that she got from me to jump on this podcast because I had to get her three or four weeks. I had to get her three or four weeks in, um, in advance for her to give me. You did. Yeah, I did for her to give me this time. And this is, and this is a, I, I appreciate her because she is so, she's not only if you hurt, she's so bossed up, but also because you have your, your livelihood is so time oriented and it takes so much time to do a particular event and you're always moving on to the next project, next project, next project. So I appreciate yeah. it. And I would, what I want to ask though, would you ever be willing to come back on this pod to talk about, like you said, like award shows? Cause I think that would be a fun. A fun Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Cause I, you know, I didn't know it'd be a three hour podcast, but Hey, listen, I mean, as far as describing that, but I think I'd love to get in my, the mechanics of like what it takes to build up an award yeah. show. Like, cause I think that'd be, really fascinating but do oh you no we could definitely we could definitely do that and you know i would even want to bring in you know one of my um my, my production managers oh. to really give you like how does it how does that work 
yeah. because it's so much. It's so much. Yeah. And it's a good educational experience too. Cause I, I mean, I wouldn't have known until I started doing it. Right. Like, do you no, so, And I forgot that we were on the podcast. Paul, I was just out here talking. No, Sorry. that's dope. That's what I love about it. <laughs> I, but, but I wanted to ask, like, I mean, is there like one award show or they, they're all your babies, but I was like, is there one, not like, you have your kids and be like, oh, I love them all equally. But is there like one award show you're like, oh, this is my baby right award here? Award show or show? Show, show. Okay. Show or for show. me, it's all the same, to tell you the truth. Okay. Um, My absolute, my baby, like my, I mean, baby is wild and out. Like okay. you cannot fuck with it. You cannot touch it. Do not mess with my, that is my show. You gotcha. know, like it doesn't gotcha. matter what's going on in the world. I am dropping what I'm doing for wild and out. Always. Gotcha. Okay. All right. That's there it is. Um, so yes. listen, Z, I appreciate you. You've given me more than enough time than I asked for. And I don't want to disrespect that. And I I love you. I appreciate you. And we can keep, actually literally we can keep going for like a while, but um I don't want to do that. I, 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 I think wanna, people are bored. No, I think I think people honestly, this is a dope ass pod. Real shit. I Real I feel shit. bad because I forgot it was a podcast, and no, you know, that's I, just, what you know I can talk for days and that's, just keep on the way. You know how you and I get; we just start yeah. pontificating about shit and just. <laughs> that's what that's but that's what it is. That's what that's what makes a dope pod. I'm telling you, this was a dope pod. I'm telling you, this was hot. You did you did your shit, and I appreciate you so much. Um, so, y'all, if y'all please, and when you listen to podcasts. Please comment and say how much you love this podcast because I want her to know this shit was dope. This shit was literally dope. Like uh, so, uh, I appreciate you so much. We're gonna have you back on. Uh, for those who have um, who are listening, please continue to share with your friends. Uh, sharing is caring. Text messaging, uh, you know, obviously on social media, and you know, I appreciate the love and thank you, Ziza. And with that being said. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And with that being said, we are going to ride out. So, 